0: Gridiron Grinder! Hut, hut, hike! All right, we're rolling. It is Wednesday night. Gridiron Grinder time, nonetheless. I am Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, This is episode 120 of Gridiron Grinder. And so for tonight, we're going to do our sort of normal agenda for the regular season, which is kicking things off with Name That Stadium, hitting the news from this past week. Uh, Then we're going to be doing our weekly power rankings and game picks. Uh, And last but not least, we'll close things off with Question of the Week. And so uh, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's
1: going good. How's it going with you?
0: Good, 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 man. Good, good, good. Uh, It was nice having a little pre-session old man bitching moment talking about all the struggles of getting older and our bodies breaking down. And it's like you know but hey it is what it is you know it's like we watch football and there's like what like two people in the league that are older than us so you know i guess it's just time they can't fight who's the, the clock we can't either man
1: who's the second one besides brady
0: <laughs> i don't know i figured maybe a, a long snapper somewhere or something but uh yeah i guess i'd have to actually do the homework there
1: so <laughs> yeah i was like I was like, Brady, who's barely older
0: than me, and then... <laughs> he might be the only one. He might be the only one. So, you know, I know that there used to be some kickers with some good longevity, but I think those guys are gone. I mean, I don't know. How old yeah, is Mason Crosby? He's been around a while. I see you looking it up. Let's find out. I oldest, am. oldest players in the NFL. Uh <laughs> Uh, nice little nice little tangent here at the start of the show. And so while James is looking that up, I'll let you guys know uh, if you're new to the show. We do this every week uh, talking about what's going on in the NFL. Uh, if it's the off season, we pick kind of just some random topics, maybe leading into the NFL draft or free agency or uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and so if this is uh, this is your jam hit that subscribe button and you'll get our update every week. And so what'd you come up with there, James?
1: Well, for you, it depends on what month you were born in.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a few more for me, huh?
1: Yeah. Cause you were born 82, right?
0: Correct, Correctamundo.
1: So, yeah. So, Oh, I, I think I you have, you have two players older than you. Yes. All right. All right. I have one, Brady, who was born in 77. You have Jason Peters, who was born in January of 82. Gotcha. And then you have two more in 82, but one was August and one was December. And I believe those are after your birthday.
0: That is correct. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's thinning out, man. And so, I don't know. I guess that means we can hang him up and retire at any point.
1: Yeah, well, if you look like Brady does and uh, have that arm that Brady does this year, I, I would retire too. Uh, anyways.
0: Of course you had to go there. <laughs> All and, right, cool. Okay. Well, hey, uh, why don't we move it over and do Name That Stadium. And so, James, why don't you, uh, if you're ready, man, take the ball and run All with right. it, homie.
1: So this is the section of the show where I travel the country or internationally depending on on when I go. And I should have done a different stadium this week.
0: Yeah, I realized <laughs> that, but that's
1: fine. Yeah, this um, is the
0: Munich week. I had it all messed up yeah, last week.
1: Yeah, this is the Munich week. I I had, had been doing the last two international games I did that. So so those of you out there, it's not Munich. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the Munich game. Uh, when I looked at it Anyways So It's generally A game that's hosting A Or a t- Stadium that's hosting A game that week Um During the season And You know You get it right You guess Put in the comments Get it right We'll give you an extra special Shout out in the following week's show Uh We got No takers last week Again Um you know, uh, Sad last times Last week I was at Yeah Last week I was at MetLife For the uh Jets Bills game, I really picked it because the other options I was looking at games that that had both teams above five hundred last week. Okay, and when I looked at it, like it was like the Jets Bills, and there was one other one, um, the Chiefs Titans. But I, I was already I had already been to Arrowhead this year, so I chose MetLife, which I didn't think it was going to be go the way it did. I thought it, you know, be a relatively closer closer game, and the surprisingly, the uh, Bills lost. So, yeah, that was wild. But yeah, so last week was Life for the uh, Jets Bills game.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, and yeah, I mean that kind of moves over to our recap of the past week here pretty well because uh, we started off with are surprises from the previous week and I, I had the Jets beating Buffalo uh is my biggest surprise of last week's games. Uh you know, I, I don't know. I like there were there were a couple I, I don't think this past week was as crazy as previous weeks. I think a lot of it was more expected, but like I thought um you know Detroit getting the win over Green Bay to me at least was a little bit of a surprise just because of the way Rodgers has kind of owned the NFC North over the years, I would have thought that he would have just found a way to do it, even though they've been having such a garbage season. Um, and then really kind of like the other one, you know, they didn't get the win, but I, I thought it was uh, a, a little bit of a surprise watching Chicago uh, put up that many points against Miami, you know, and then with Fields getting that regular season rushing record for a quarterback. Um, you know, that was impressive uh and you know i don't know it's like i'm I'm starting to warm up a lot to chicago um Mm -hmm. and i think this last week like solidified it that it's like even though they've like shipped off so many pieces of talent uh justin field's development uh is actually like really i mean he he can to some degree put that team on his back if he's feeling it um which I mean, it's just like you look at from week one to now, things have changed like so dramatically just with him, and it's it's been impressive.
1: So one of the things with Chicago that's changed is they're starting to call plays that kind of fit into Justin Fields' wheelhouse. He's you know he has to be on the move to throw the ball, and if you notice when they they started having success, well the wide receivers aren't really having much success but he's having more success passing or, or rushing because they're putting him on the move as opposed to trying to keep him in, keep him stationary in the pocket. Yep. Um, with Chicago, I think, I think... I heard something the other day, and it was like, is Chicago what we thought the Lions would be this year? Mm. And I don't think Chicago's as good as what we thought the Lions would be, but I do kind of think that they're flipped as like how the seasons went where Chicago has you know surprised some teams um, <clears throat> and I thought Chicago would be in games this year but ultimately lose which is what's happening to the Lions Yeah So in a in a way yeah but I mean Chicago's a little bit of, of a surprise you know I had them pegged as 30 31 32 area um, overall record wise and I mean they've already I think I had them with like one with two wins this year and and they've already they're already they're already at three and they have yep. eight more games to go. So it's just a surprise, but I like what I'm seeing with Fields. I was high on Fields coming in and he just, you know, kinda of disappointed, but now that they're calling plays that are more suited for him, he's showing what I thought he would be coming into the league.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it was just such a disaster last year. And then going into this year, they didn't really do many favors. The offensive line, everybody knew was going to be weak. They they got rid of Allen Robinson. So, you know, there was question marks at wide receiver. Uh, and then on defense, man, they just been like piecing things off. And, you know, even just recently with the Roquan Smith trade, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like you, you would think that if he is your franchise guy, you'd be adding pieces around him, not taking him away, but his development has been able to overcome a lot of that, and um, and I, yeah, I, I like it, I, you know, and I, I was kind of saying these last couple weeks, reminds me a lot of what we're seeing out of Kyler Murray, uh, it's funny because you would think that Arizona would be ahead of schedule, or you know, not necessarily ahead of schedule, but ahead in the development than Chicago, uh, but they're both sitting at three and six right now at this point in the season, which, you know, it's just both of these ty- both these teams are going to be kind of boom or bust depending on their quarterback, basically.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. And you mentioned the trades, and they kind of foreshadowed that, what they were going to be doing with the trades leading up to the trade deadline. They, they talked about how they were going to be making moves to help the offense mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that kind of foreshadowed you know maybe getting rid of some of the pieces on the defense get those picks where you can have like those young guys come in because uh, they're obviously having problems signing free agents and there. you know the owners aren't putting the money up for the free agents so they're not going to get any big names so they're going to have to get them through the draft and so basically what they're doing acquiring draft picks i don't know they gave one of a couple of draft picks away for claypool with was claypool yeah claypool which yep didn't make sense to me right now especially seeing as though you're gonna have to pay them like in a year and but but outside of that it's like you know acquire those draft picks and try to hit some hit, hit some of those draft picks and maybe maybe they'll get success and the players will stay
0: yeah I think that that's the goal for them and you know they're showing a spark and so people you know especially when you got a spark at the quarterback position I think that that's a that's like the perfect start to bring in talent because people know it's such a pivotal position for the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, so James, you know, looking at some of the injuries from this past week, um, you know, and some of them I'm not sure exactly now what's kind of like lingering carryover stuff versus what's new. But I I saw for uh, coming up we've got... I was hoping to talk about the Lions game. Oh. Yeah, no, hey, yeah, let's let's back it up and go to that because yeah, I kind of just skipped over it a little bit saying that you know, I thought Green Bay would get that win, but I don't know. You know, like what it what were what was your take on that, man?
1: So so the loss for Green Bay was 100% on Rodgers. Oh yeah. 100%. Um I think one of the interceptions I thought was just a phenomenal field play by Hutchinson. Where he felt he knew the tackle was eligible, he felt the tackle like kind of like slipping out and just dropped in, dropped in the lane and intercepted the ball in the end zone. Rogers shouldn't have thrown that pass. The other interception in the red red zone, he shouldn't have shouldn't have thrown that pass. It was like I read a stat from like it was like a six-year span. The last six years leading up to the game in the red zone, no, it was the last like eight years in the red zone. Rogers had thrown five interceptions. Mm -hmm. total and he threw two or three against detroit yeah which he was getting overcocking. and then and then he has the gall this week to come out and not take any of the blame for it
0: of course it's rogers man it's
1: like he's he's so willing to call out call out this person call out that person but but i mean own up you fucking blew and own up to it. You had a bad day. You're allowed to have bad games. You're not expected. But I've been hearing a lot of chatter this week about asking if Green Bay does what De- or Seattle did with Russ and just trades Rodgers away. But with that contract, who's going to take it?
0: That, that's what I'm saying. Is man, it's like I know we're, we're living in fake cap era, but like if there was ever uh, a cap hit that would be prohibitive it would be something like his. I mean, they, they did a, a really mm-hmm. fucked-up deal with him, in my opinion. You know, especially considering <laughs> they drafted Jordan Love a couple years ago. It's like, what is your long-term plan here, guys? Like, <laughs> oh, it's just messed up, man. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, I wouldn't look up his contract, because I think he has a huge dead cap hit
0: if... If Green Bay trades them away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so while you're checking that out, man, let me move on and talk about some of the injuries. And so for this week coming up, uh, Atlanta's got their cornerback, A.J. Terrell, out uh, with a hamstring injury. Also, their safety, Eric Harris, is out with a foot injury. Um, The Giants, Xavier McKinnon, or McKinney, sorry, their safety, uh, not game-related. He got into, like, an ATV accident on their bye week. Broke some fingers, had to have surgery. They're saying he could be out maybe four or so weeks is the last thing I read. Uh, the Cardinals, safety Buda Baker, he's going to be out a couple weeks with a high ankle sprain. And then the big one that everybody's watching is Josh Allen in Buffalo. It uh, looks like he's going to be questionable going into their game this weekend with an elbow injury. Uh, obviously, anytime you're a quarterback and you got something going on with that passing arm, uh, that's big issue. So, Back to you, James. What'd you find, homie? Uh,
1: All right. So if they trade him, it's only, before June 1st, it's only a $40 million cap hit. If they release him, if they release him before June
0: 1st, it's a $100 million cap hit. Yeah, I think that's the number that I kept looking at was the release number. But all right. So if they trade him. Forty, you're basically saying, okay, uh, Jordan Love, you got to be the quarterback because we've got no money to pay another quarterback, and it's mm-hmm. that's going to be like the start of a rebuild, and it, it'll be the year after where hopefully things start to right side right side for them, and um, yeah, forty is not, I guess, horrible in today's day and age.
1: No, and what's what's interesting is, is if they trade him
0: after June
1: 1st, um, it'll only be a $16 million cap hit this year, but a $24 million cap hit next year. So it'll split it between the two. It'll spread it out a little more. So that's more logical when they would do it. And and if they released him after this year, it'd be $75 million cap hit this year and $25 million cap hit next okay. year.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it's more more likely than anything going to be the trade is what they would try, and you know, I mean, geez, if if he finishes the year really bad, you know, I mean, because it's Rodgers. I'm just thinking back of to the um, <laughs> that Brock Osweiler trade, you know, could you see that where they got to like throw him away with a pick just because they're trying to avoid releasing him to take the bigger hit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, see the one interesting thing I've heard this week is, do the Packers bench him just just purely to see what they have in Jordan Love?
0: Yeah, I, you because, know, I mean
1: the season, I, yeah. let's be honest, the season's over for them this year,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, at some point they might as well. you know, I don't know, yeah, do you start doing that now? Um, i would I would think that for sure if this if this is the path that continues, at least the last couple of weeks, you got to do that. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's still early enough that it's like maybe they could find a way to rally these next couple of games. And so you keep trying. But, you know, you give it like three, four more games. And if it doesn't go right and you know you're out of it mathematically, well, then, yeah, you just flip the switch over to Love and see what he can do. Yeah. You know, I'd be down exactly. with that strategy. Um, All right, so, James, and some other news from this past week, Um, I think the big thing, and this is obviously a short week for us since we just did the show this past Friday, but um, is uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they have fired head coach Frank Reich, uh, which to me is a total bummer. I like the guy. You know, I know that this year was a disaster. Last year with Carson Wentz was a disaster, but... You know, I liked I liked listening to him as a coach, and as a former quarterback, I felt like he was highly intelligent, I felt like he was a good leader, and I don't know, it was like they just had a bad combination of things not work in his favor. Like, this year, offensive line issues, Jonathan Taylor injured, uh, Shaq Leonard, like, never fucking playing, basically, and then Matt Ryan, obviously, with all the turnovers, that was just a disaster, but... You know, some of that I think was issues with the receivers weren't getting any kind of separation, and just all of it was just, you know, like the perfect storm. Um, and so I don't know. I think it's a bummer for him. I liked him as a coach. Uh, Jeff Saturday, the former offensive lineman, he's been brought in to be the interim head coach. Uh, and I just saw today that he announced that a guy named Parks Frazier, a young guy I think like 30 years old, is going to be the new offensive that's a real coordinator. Person? parks frazier i'm not sure that that's a real person yeah. but that's what the article says is is, <laughs> uh, is is he is is he a, a
1: um a, are we, a character on what like parks and rec or something
0: yeah are we getting catfished here yeah no i i don't know man i um uh, I, I mean the article had a picture of him and everything you know he looks like a young guy i think it said he was 30 uh but it's you know Basically, they're throwing in the towel on the year, which I I felt like, and we talked about it last week. I know they just lost, and so it's like the more you stack up those losses, the harder it gets, but I felt like they were a team that still had the capability to rally, and, and part of that was that the majority of the year, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt, and the majority of the year, Shaq mm-hmm. Leonard's been out, and both those guys were finally starting to come back, and so... Uh, you know, they weren't like that far down in the win loss column that they had to pull the plug just yet. I feel like it was a little bit rash, just my opinion man.
1: Yeah, it it does feel like feel a little bit rash. Um, I did hear that Ursay um, called Saturday during the game on Sunday to inquire if he was interested in the job first of all how the fuck are you hiring somebody from outside that's not even a coach on the team to be the interim coach of the team literally last week last tuesday um saturday was throwing pancakes at people on espn yeah and let and then then now he's coaching the fucking Indians. What the what the fuck? Like he, he's never coached anywhere before, and you just think, oh, let's, he's gonna be a good coach. And also, rumor is, is Saturday's there's rumors that that he might bring in uh, Dan Orlovsky to be a coach on the team. Like seriously, did did yeah. did say think that Ted Lasso was a documentary?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It, you know, I mean, I will say that. I think, you know, just to be devil's advocate here, you know, Saturday is a former lineman for the Colts back in the Peyton Manning era, so I'm sure Ursay favors him because of that. Uh, He was also a highly intelligent offensive lineman, um, you know, called out all the coverages and things like that, and, um, you know, I'm sure that people would look to him as a leader and try to give him that benefit of the doubt. But I'm with you. The guy's not been a coach. And so, especially to do a mid-season coaching change, it's it's like a knee-jerk, kind of aggressive sort of thing to be doing. And, and And it's really not putting him in a position to succeed. Maybe he gets that tailwind of Jonathan Taylor getting healthy, Shaq Leonard getting healthy, and that can kind of carry some momentum. But it's almost like... They should have just waited and, and let that play out for Frank Reich anyhow. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and and if you're going to
1: fire Reich, you might as well have Ballard go out the door with him, too, because it's just as much Ballard's fault as it is Reich's fault. I mean, not, yeah, not picking, not picking the right, it's not Frank Reich's fault that they can't find a quarterback to play for the team. That's Ballard's job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of, um, reich's job but it's i'm it the whole situation just annoys the piss out of me
0: yeah i mean you're talking a highly talented team that two years in a row now it's gone to waste and you know those those kind of super bowl windows typically don't last long for a team and this was one that had it man i mean that that last year they had with uh philip rivers You know, it looked like, okay, if he had just a little bit more juice left in his arm, that might have been a year that they could have made that run, and they just kind of fell short. And then, you know, obviously Wentz, people thought, okay, we're going with the younger guy. He had that one year where he was on pace to be the MVP. If Frank Reich could get a little bit of that magic back, it'll happen. It didn't happen. And there were a lot of things that went on in that year that were kind of unfortunate, like leading into the season, Wentz not really being able to practice with the team and all sorts of bullshit going on. Um, And so, I I don't know, dude. It's like... But that's... I mean, hey, every team has their, you know, their adversity that they got to deal with, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so in other news, James, I saw uh, some stuff going on with safety Jonathan Abram. He is a former first-round pick by the Raiders uh which uh, he was released that's why I say former first round pick just kind of like pointing uh you know another you know stick to the eye for John Gruden and Mike Mayock and uh they're swinging and missing with first round draft picks with the Raiders uh but I did see just before the show that the Packers have claimed him and so uh you know not unemployed for very long yeah. Are any of Gruden's draft picks still on the team? Uh you know, Cleland Farrell is still there. And I think Josh Jacobs was one of his picks too. But yeah, I think okay. they were saying I think they were saying only two out of six of his first round picks are still on the team. That's pretty bad. That's terrible. Yeah. And you, and the you know, and you
1: another story they need to fire McDaniels. I mean, <laughs> fuck the Raiders have, have, have blown three 17
0: point leads
1: this year. What? Oh,
0: Jeez. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't even realize that. I just knew it was a disaster, but that just is uh, worse. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was three 17 point leads or three 17 or more point leads. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, going back to the draft picks, you know, I'll say this. Is that like, you know, I've read articles in the past that talk about how, um, you know, typically teams are like 50-50 on the success of their first round picks. And so it's like, okay, if he's got two of six still on the team, you know, that's like kind of close. You know, all he needed was one more and he's at that 50-50. The problem is it's like that 50-50 is over like a bigger number of years you know he's got two of six in a very short period of time which means they were really bad that they couldn't give them longer to see how they would play out and so uh you know Josh Jacobs he's having a pretty good year this year but you know there's already talk that uh well whatever I think they declined his fifth year option and they're saying you know he's pretty much gone after this year so uh I don't know it's just weird what's going on in Vegas man yeah, I, I, I,
1: don't know what to say with them. They're when we get to our rankings. They're lucky they're not on my dumpster fire.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, I mean that's all I got for news. Which oh oh yeah, which which reminds me, Indy plays plays
1: the Raiders this week, and just like last week, just Saturday was on ESPN talking about how bad the fucking Raiders are.
0: Oh. So they've got some uh, some some fodder, some locker room, you know, posted on the wall kind of stuff going into the game already. Yeah. Nice. So is. Nice. Yeah, we'll see who gets the best so. out of that one. A couple things in the news. Yeah, sorry. A
1: couple things in the news you missed. Um, apparently, Josh Allen has a UCL injury and is. Like, there was concern that there might be nerve damage in his elbow and this and that, but it's just, and and like, he'll he'll probably be fine, but he may or may not play this week. Um, Elliott still up in the air for um, the Packer game. The big one is, is the Rams play Stafford in concussion protocol today. Oh,
0: shit. What, he get hit in practice or something?
1: No, apparently it stems from the game on Sunday. Like,
0: huh? Yeah, just something that developed later on, or they weren't able to pick up on until later on. And he, yeah, like
1: it's kind of vague what what, Mc, what uh, McVeigh was saying, but it was like. Something happened in the game they can't they can't pinpoint a hint that would have um, led to it or anything, but he was um, something with this week. It's not necessarily he has a concussion. Asked after the game by medical staff, and then what they ascertained as a result of those questions made them feel, hey, the appropriate things put this improve. Okay, so basically the medical staff after the game on Sunday asked some relative questions for relating to the concussion protocols and said, hey, we got to put you in the in the protocols because you may or may not have a concussion.
0: Okay, yeah, I, my my guess is he was hungover and a little foggy in the brain. And, um, you know, we so, hung over right after the game. Uh, well, all day is what I would guess. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I go back to his Georgia days and you got the pictures of him, you know, with the keg stands and all the beer cans. And, you know, obviously, you know, odds are that's not the case. But, um, yeah, that's one to monitor. You know, they're, they're obviously having a rough year. And um, I don't know, would they be worse without him? I don't really know. Uh, but all right. Yeah. So news-wise, I think we're good. Let's move it on over here, James, and let's do our power rankings. And so whenever you're ready, man, give me one through five. All uh,
1: right. Let me you
0: get up there. All right. A little bit of movement in my
1: one through five. Um, Philadelphia. I mean, they're fucking it. No, they're going to stay at number one until they lose. And I might not, depending on what happens else around them, I might not move them out after they lose. Kansas City, they were number two last week. They stayed at number two. Yeah. Wait, no. They were number three, so they moved up one spot. I just, my note is wrong. Um, I had them at number three. They moved up one spot because Buffalo dropped out because of the loss. Um, Number Number three, I have Baltimore moved up two spots with with the win against, ah, shoot, who'd they play? New Orleans. <sighs> it was the money. New Orleans, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember the game, kind of. Um, they moved up two spots. It was kind of kind of an impressive win for them. It was a little bit of a boring game for me, so that's probably why I forgot. Number four, I had Dallas last week. They were on a bye. I didn't move them. Number five is Buffalo. They dropped three spots. You know, this is going to be a crucial week coming in for Buffalo and how they respond to the loss with the Jets and how, how Josh, Josh Allen is playing. If Josh Allen has a drop-off again this week where he has a consecutive bad game, I might move Buffalo out of my top ten because, okay. because you need Buffalo is built on Josh Allen. They don't have a running game. And, and without Allen, that team's nothing. Without Allen performing like he we're used to, the team's nothing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's a interesting point there. Um, all right, and so for me in my one through five, I got Philly at one, keeping them put, obviously. You know, they just keep winning, so no reason to make a change. Uh, I've got Kansas City at two. I pushed them up by one spot. And, you know, I know that it's like they got beat by Buffalo earlier in the year. It was a close game. Uh, in this Buffalo loss, I'm, I'm trying to like temper my expectations as to what's going on here. Of course, the elbow thing is an interesting factor, but uh, I didn't drop them quite as much as you. I kept them at, it, uh, well, not kept them, but I moved them down to three, and um, I want to wait and see. I think, like you're saying, this week's going to be a big week to kind of tell, uh, are they okay and it was just a bad game for Josh Allen, uh, or is there something bigger going on? Uh, And then at four, I've got the Vikings. Uh, In five, I've got the Ravens. Both those guys were in those respective spots last week. Uh, And basically, without me dropping Buffalo any further, nowhere for them to go. And so they stayed where they were at. With the Vikings, it's kind of like, okay, you know, you barely beat Washington. And so, I don't know, you're probably a little bit high on my board as it is. Uh, And then Baltimore, it was a nice win against New Orleans. I, I was kind of like in and out for that game, like snoozing on the couch. But everything I saw, it looked like Baltimore was just like in complete control of that game. I mean, every time I, I looked up and was checking it out, they were fired up about something. And so they felt pretty good about that one. Uh, but they've been streaky this year. And so I'm, I'm also hesitant to just like unilaterally push them up above Baltimore just, or I mean, above Buffalo just yet. But. Uh, but We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And so, you know, back to you at six, man.
1: Six, I have San Francisco. They didn't play. They stayed stayed where they are. Seven, I have Cincinnati. They won, but it's kind of a function of what happened around the board. If, you know, if, like, one of the teams, if, like, teams that one, one more team ahead of them lost, there might have been some movement for them, but... They're they're kind of hit and miss too. Like they'll have have great games like they did this week, forty two to twenty one, and then next week, the following week, they'll throw out a dud and lose to lose to Houston. So <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'm concerned about Cincinnati, but I think they're a top ten team, and so I didn't. But I didn't move them up. Eight, I have Minnesota. Minnesota's slowly creeping up my board. Um, it's kind of hard to put them ahead of some of the teams that I have ahead of them even though they are record wise like 7-1 now. yeah um, it's hard to put them ahead of the teams I have ahead of them who even some of them have more losses because I just I think it feels like a mirage to me that Minnesota 7-1 with yeah. their only loss being to Philadelphia and it just it just doesn't seem doesn't seem real so I have problems so they're just gonna creep up and not I'm not gonna give them a big jump yet. number nine I have Miami I'm Miami Miami almost blew the game against Chicago and that almost caused me not to move them but when it when it boiled down to it with Tennessee, losing I felt I couldn't keep Miami at, Miami below Tennessee so I left I put my Miami at at nine and I moved Tennessee down two to to uh, 10 um even though if Tannehill was playing I fully believe Tennessee would have won the that game against Kansas City it's it's just they they lost teams behind them won, so they they had to drop a little bit
0: sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. So for me at six, I got Dallas, no game, no move. Uh, at seven, I've got Cincinnati. <laughs> I kept them to where they were at. You know, if, if Baltimore would have lost, I probably would have flipped them on my board. Otherwise I was just kind of hard pressed to make a move here. Uh, at eight, I've got the dolphins. I moved them up one spot and, um, you know, with how hard Tennessee played against Kansas city, kind of like you're saying, I almost didn't move Miami up because I wanted to keep Tennessee where they were at. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm digging Miami. You know, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid for that team. And so uh, they got another win. I don't care. It was close. I, I like that they're uh, continuing to pick up steam again with two back. Uh, at nine, I've got Tennessee, so I dropped them down one. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with them being in my top ten with how strong they've been playing in these games even when they've lost and so it just it's like what happened in weeks one and two is like way in the past now. And so I'm feeling like yeah, even though the talent is maybe not as high as we've seen in past years, Vrabel is that good of a coach. Like he has always been and they find ways to win. And so, you know, coming off of a, a loss, it was a really well fought game. I don't know. I, I, I just I feel good about it. Uh, and then at 10, I've got San Francisco. Uh, they were on bye, as you mentioned, and so I didn't move them. Uh, back to you at 11, man. All right, so at 11, I have um,
1: the Giants. They were on a bye. I left them there. 12, I have the Chargers. I moved them up one spot. I'm not really impressed by the win against uh, Atlanta, but they won – Team ahead of them lost someone of my teams that was close to the dumpster fire, so I, I they moved up one spot. Sure. Jets moved up four spots to thirteen. I'm starting to really drink the Kool-Aid with the Jets. Plus, I beat the team that I had at number two last week. So, yeah. but I'm just I'm really starting to drink the Kool-Aid with the Jets and think they're they're legit. They may not make the playoffs this year, but I think they're they're legit. Cleveland, 14. They were on a bye. I left them at 14. New England at 15. I'm trying to remember. I, like, oh, that was the Colts. Like, game. They beat the Colts. Indy. Yeah. I think I think I I messaged you. I think in the first half, total between the two teams, there was because I had mentioned you and it was like barely positive. I think total between the two teams, it was like net offense was like 40 yards in the first half.
0: Yeah, just no offense. Yeah.
1: And and somehow with like those 40 yards in the first half, New England scored 13 points. Uh, but they were playing the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it it I don't doesn't know, make man. sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to try to explain it. They beat the Colts. I almost <laughs> dropped them, but I didn't because a couple teams, a team ahead of whom I dropped, I killed this week.
0: Um, so, I, I left New England at 15. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Alright, so at 11, I got the Seahawks. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to actually bump these guys, even though 11 seems kind of high. But, you know, they keep winning. I I like their formula. Uh, it just kind of like the board blocked them this week with the way I shuffled some teams around. And so, uh, you know, even though they came off a win, it, it didn't get a benefit for them on the board. Uh, Twelve, I've got the Giants. They didn't play, so they didn't move. Thirteen, I've got the Chargers, similar to Seattle. The board just kind of worked against them a little bit this week, and um, and that's okay. You know, like sometimes if I'm only going to move a team one or two spots, but like the board kind of shuffles around them, they just kind of get blocked. And so, uh, and I'm all right with the Chargers in particular because they've just not been steady. And a lot of that's still because of all the injuries. They had their top two wide receivers out and uh, whatever else. And, you know, I mean, hey, they're. it was nice that they got the win. It's just um, they're not at full strength. And so uh, at 14, I've got the Jets. I moved them up two spots. Uh, James, I wanted to make a bigger move kind of like you did. My only hesitation is just that we got to see something more consistent offensively. And uh, you know, with Brees Hall out for the year, Zach Wilson has been so fucking streaky, uh, and he can like totally make or break a game for them. And so I'm just kind of like, that's like my only little bit of hesitation. Otherwise, their defense, man, it's becoming a dominant unit, and I love strong defensive football. Uh, and then at 15, I've got. The you Buccaneers. said that. You said that about. About the Jets. You say that
1: about the Jets. But the thing with the, the Jets, if you look at the end of the game against Buffalo, they were able to they were able to run the ball to eat up the clock. And yeah, yeah Wilson's streaky, but he was able to make those clutch third down throws to keep the drives going to eat up the clock more. So that's kind of what I Laid my head on or rested on when I moved them so much is they they looked yeah. like they they were overcoming the absence of Brees Hall and Elijah Elijah Bear Tucker. So
0: I got you, but hey, and, you know, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm hanging on to uh, the week before with them losing to the, the Patriots, and it was a game where Zach Wilson basically threw that game away for them. And so it's like, you know, you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know the worst of him and then you're seeing kind of like the best of him and it's like if he could just be a little bit more consistent I would probably get more behind it but yeah I mean it was you know a good sample size in that one game uh and then are and then at 15 I got the uh the Buccaneers uh even though they won the game and kind of came down to the wire uh they played just like the Rams who have been garbage this year and so um, I don't know, man. I, you know, kind of lucky that they're hanging on to a top 15 spot. Uh, I know you've not been as as kind to them as I have been, uh, but I do still think they've got a very talented roster. It's just, are they ever gonna, you know, pull it together? You know, and it's not too late, but it is kind of fading for them. So, uh, back hey, to you at hey, 60. at
1: least we'll get to it later. But at least Hama Bay is in the 20s now for me. They're not. They're not. They're not in the 30s <laughs> anymore. So.
0: Okay, well, that's possible. But we'll get
1: that later. 16. This is probably my biggest jump of the week. I have Seattle. This is kind of a natural correction. I've been kind of slow playing Seattle a lot this year, because but but it's it's just time to to move them up. And I kind of couldn't move them up much further at this at this point. They keep winning. They'll keep they'll keep creeping up. But they're playing like a top 12, top 13, top 12, 13 team in the league right now. 17. I have Arizona. They just lost to Seattle. They can't be ahead of Seattle. Um, <coughs> 18. I have New Orleans. Um, New Orleans lost to Baltimore. They really didn't show up for the game against Baltimore. Um, New Orleans didn't drop further because of the fact because of what else went around. What else happened around the board to them? Otherwise, I would have killed them more. I probably should should have put them behind Atlanta, which I have at 19. I didn't move them, but Atlanta lost. It was a close game. Um, it was, what, they lost 20 to 17. But in, oh, either overtime or last second field goal. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I think it was last second field so, goal. Yeah, I think it was last second field goal, too. So I, but I left it atlanta and 19 didn't drop them because i thought it was it was fairly impressive plus i had a team that was way ahead of them drop way behind them okay 20 it's kind of the same with houston i'm when it comes to houston i just don't know what to think they but they played the eagles this week they got law they they lost the eagles they got blown out by the eagles but that's my number one team on the board. I'm not going to kill them much for that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they hung in there until the second half, and then it kind of started to separate, you know. And it just, like, Damian Pierce just, you know, he's a workhorse, man. You know, he's he's given that offense a chance. They just need to start filling in some pieces around him. Uh, All right, so over on my side, I've got the Rams at 16. I dropped them down two spots. It's starting to get pretty embarrassing for these guys, James. And, you know, a Sean McVay-led team should not be this bad on offense. Uh, But they did it to themselves, man. They've known all year that the offensive line sucks. And they could have went out and made a trade by the deadline. They did not. And so I know they got one of their guys back from injury this week, but it just – it, it's going to be their Achilles heel, man. Uh, and then at 17, I got the Falcons. Even though they lost, it was um, it was a close game. And I was actually tempted to bump them because the more I looked at this game, the more I really like what they're doing in the running game, which is like the bread and butter for Arthur Smith. And they've got like, you know, Cordero Patterson's back, uh, but they got that other running back now too, uh, Algier. How Algier? Do you say his, thank you. And and that combination, man, you know, that can really bring some stability to that offense. And then plus you got Mariota, who's not Mm. making many mistakes. And so it's like, uh, you know, kind of like the Seahawks in some fashion. They're getting a formula which is working for them, even though they just kind of fell short because of the last second field goal this past week. Uh, 18, I've got I the man. To, I forgot to um, mention this when I hit hit Seattle. So you, yeah. Since you just mentioned
1: them right there, Pete, did you hear about what Pete Carroll said this week about why Seattle's winning or why why Geno Smith
0: is doing so well? No, no, I heard about some drama Pete within had, Russell Wilson, but I don't know the details. Pete Carroll kind of took a dig at at
1: Russ because he said that. Geno Smith is doing so well or something along this lines because he wears a wristband with the play calls on it. And then Russ responded saying, well, we I believe we want to, we had a lot of wins, including a Super Bowl without, without one. I didn't know wearing a,
0: a wristband was the determining factor. if you won or lost in this league. Okay. So was that an issue apparently where Pete Carroll didn't think Russ knew some of the play calls or some shit? I mean, it must have been if he was I making guess, that kind of I don't comment. Know.
1: There's, there's, there's no <laughs> other context about it. It's just the comment, and I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Talk,
0: well, they're yeah, they're talk gonna be traded. No longer here. Yeah. I not mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean everybody, everybody thought it would be flipped, <laughs> and it hasn't been. And so yeah, I mean you know Pete Carroll, mm. you you put the one in his column for now. Uh, All right, so yeah, at 18, James, I've got the Commanders. They kept it close with the team in my top five, so I didn't want to drop them this week. Uh, At 19, I've got Chicago, and so even though they lost, uh, James, I bumped up the Bears' five spots, and this was just a unilateral adjustment on my board, or kind of like I talked about earlier. Fields' development has been really pretty phenomenal just from week one to now. And I I like the way that he's heating up, allowing this team to be a threat, despite being totally outmatched on paper. Uh, and so I just wanted to give these guys some respect here this week, even though they just came up short to the dolphins. Uh, and then at 20, I got the Patriots. Uh, I also gave them a five spot bump. Uh, but the reality is that this is where sometimes the board works in your favor, where maybe otherwise I wouldn't have gone this strong. And, uh, so many teams kind of in this range fell, fell down the board. I might have only moved New England up one spot. Uh, it just kind of like really gave them a boost here. and So uh, I didn't want to fight it because it kind of would have fucked up some other things on my board. I let it happen because their record kind of does reflect it even though they're winning in really really just weird ways like you pointed out. So uh, back to you at 21, man. All right,
1: 21, I have the Jags. I bumped them up four spots. It's kind of a function. Of what was what happened on the board a little bit, um, and the fact that I mean the team shows a lot of resiliency. I know you're you're not as high on them as I am, but it might, well, I it might was have been, been an over. <laughs> you were yeah. I mean, it's been it a be overreaction. James, I, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like one week, I see great things with the team, then then like two weeks later, it's like. Is this the team that I thought was a top-20 team? What the fuck? So yeah. it's it, And it's going to happen. There's going to be growing pains, new head coach, uh, second-year quarterback. But the team is definitely better than they were with Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. 22, I have, have the, the commanders. I left them where they were. They lost a, to one of my top teams, so I'm not going to really move them. Who did who, who did they play? Uh, I forget already. Damn, I just had it. Oh, you're talking ben about Plains. Washington? Yeah,
0: also, Washington Vikings kept it close. I did Yeah,
1: yeah, Minnesota. Yep. I, I didn't move on. All right, at 23, this is probably my biggest drop of the week. Um, this team went from fuck them picks to fuck them wins and gave away gave away the game against Tampa Bay. The defense was playing decent all game up until that last drive where where they just basically... They, why didn't they just say, here why didn't they just sit down on the field and say, here you go, Tom Brady, score a touchdown? Because they did yeah. everything... They allowed everything you're not supposed to allow on one of those drives. You're not supposed to allow a deep pass. Oh, they did that. You're not supposed to allow, supposed to allow the guys getting get out of bounds because Tampa Bay doesn't have timeouts. Oh, they did that. You're not supposed to have pass interference on a third or a fourth down, whatever it was. Oh, they did that. It's like, they just they're just like, fuck them wins. This seems kind of in disarray. I'm very disappointed in them this year, and I finally had to to correct them to where I think they are playing right now. 24 Denver 24 of Denver, they didn't play they stayed the same. 25, I have Vegas. And honestly, Vegas probably would have dropped further on my board if it weren't for Pittsburgh being on a buy. I might have corrected it more, but they're, they only dropped four spots because Pittsburgh was on a buy.
0: I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, all right, so at 21, I've got the Packers, James. I dropped them down two spots. And so, um, you know, this is one of these ones where more kind of weirdness on my board. Had it not been for some other teams falling, they probably would have fallen further on my board. Um, but it's, it's tough. Like, even though they lost to Detroit, I'm not, like, really comfortable putting them uh, below Detroit right now. It's like I, I still got to see, you know, I don't know. It, it's weird. What's going on with Green Bay and Detroit both, it's just all ugly. So, you know, they definitely don't belong this high. Uh, I guess it's just like I'm hanging on still just a little bit. Uh, 22, I got Cleveland. They were on a bye, so they didn't go anywhere. 23, I've got Arizona. I dropped them down two spots. And, you know, I thought with them having Nuke back, it would have been a different outcome against Seattle. Not so much. So dropped them two, no biggie. 24, I got the Colts. I dropped them down four. Uh, Like I talked about, bummed about the Frank Reich change. But, you know, I mean, obviously they switched from Matt Ryan to Ellinger. And um, they're just kind of throwing in the towel on the season. And so, you know, they're a little bit in a free-for-all on my board. I probably could have dropped them down more. Uh, but usually, like, the coaching thing happened after the game. And so, like, more of that adjustment would end up coming this next week, just kind of in my normal sequence of events. Uh, but then at 25, I've got the Saints. I dropped them down two spots. Didn't want to knock them too hard because they lost one of my top five teams. Uh, But they're just, they're solidly in my doghouse because they have so much talent. We talk about it every week, and they're just, like, grossly underperforming. Uh, And I didn't like that Dennis Allen came to uh, Dalton's defense this week saying, oh, he had, like, a bad day at the office. It's like, yeah, you know, you got two quarterbacks that are both playing really shitty football, and you're picking Andy Dalton Mm -hmm. because he's, like, maybe the lesser of two evils. But neither one of them is really good for that team. And so it just... It's a bummer, man. Uh, and yeah, and I, apparently Taysom Hill's not the answer, even though he put up like their best fucking performance in that one game. But uh, he's—I get it. He's also not like really a true quarterback. So uh, back to you at twenty-six, man.
1: Twenty-six. I have the Sealers. been play say the same. Twenty-seven. I have Carolina. You know, I like what I see from the coaching staff in Carolina. I, I see, I see improvement every week in, week out. Um, which reminds me of a fucked up trade that somebody, somebody wanted. So no, sure. I'll get to that in a second. They lost someone on my higher teams. Um, in my league, they got destroyed, but I, I see the fight there and they didn't give up because they scored all their points in the second half. So I kind of, didn't want to kill them too much. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. In do my it, other do fantasy it. league. So I I told you I'm now 8 and 1 in that league and I scored like 190 points this week because I had Patrick Mahomes and uh, was it Mixon and that oh, that yeah. went off. So Yeah, I think Mixon had I get four a, touchdowns. I get in Yeah, Mixon scored me almost like 60 points. But, so, I get a notification from that league, a veto or, um, on, on a trade, somebody that was, somebody, two teams were trying to trade players. And I kid yeah. you not, it was, like, the last place team, and uh team that was, I forget which team, like, third place right now. And it was... Christian McCaffrey for Dante Foreman
0: <laughs> Okay
1: the last place team had McCaffrey and it's like are you I mean Foreman's been me?
0: playing great since he's been given the opportunity
1: but McCaffrey
0: also is McCaffrey Oh, I hear you. So Anyways. you think there's a little bit of collusion going on here, James? Yeah, I think there's. I think there's. There's a lot of collusion going on here because of the fact that <laughs>
1: even though they claim that it's not collusion. Yeah. Okay. I am almost. I have almost a hundred points more this season than everyone else in the league. Yeah, you're kicking butt, man. I have twelve hundred, 1200, twelve hundred and twenty-four points. And the next closest has 1140. You're rolling. I've so, so basically been dominating this league. The only reason I. The week I lost was the Kansas City bye week. Okay. And I have Mahomes at quarterback. And I fucked up that week because I didn't. I auto, I auto drafted this league too. So it was like, Jesus Christ. But. But that's just like a bullshit trade, and I, I can't believe that anybody's like – somebody thought that that was a good trade. Well, it was a good trade on one
0: side. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh-oh. Uh, I just got an alert here. Um. Okay. Well, we're just going to keep rolling. Uh, we got a call recorder issue, James, but uh, I think it's going to maintain. It's just going to slow down our frames per second.
1: Okay. So, 28. Anyways, back to 28. I have Tampa Bay. They moved up two spots, so they're no longer 30. Uh, they're, they're now at 28. Old man Brady ain't cutting it. Um, I've, been, I've been on this all year. This the only saving grace for Tampa Bay is the division they're in is terrible. Yeah. 29, I have Chicago. They played tough against Miami. I didn't move them. I also didn't didn't move them because the team I, that I had at 29, or he, team I had at 28 dropped down into the dumpster fire this week. We'll get to that in a second. 30, I have Detroit. I thought this was an aggressive move moving them up to 30 because I had Detroit at 32 last week. And yeah. then after I did my rankings and I put them into our spreadsheet, I noticed you had where you had them, and I, I thought I thought that I felt more confident with it. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers gave them the game. I think it was more Rodgers than Detroit winning the game. But but when yeah. you look at the game, there was there was some signs of hope from that defense, and yeah. maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers gave them the game, but they were able to take advantage of those. Those opportunities, which is something that Detroit generally doesn't do.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, all right. So at 26, I got Denver. They were on by, so I didn't move them. 27, I've got the Jags. I moved them up one spot. Uh, and so my, my note here for the Jags, James, and I know I've said something kind of like this in previous weeks, is that I'm looking at them in some ways as being kind of like the Lions, where, you know, they give you hope and then they kind of take it away and then you get a little bit more of it back and it's just hard to trust and so it's like earlier in the year they started off it was kind of rough but they were playing hard and you thought oh man they're on the cusp of doing something and then and then they just kind of fell off the map and now like they're fighting hard again and it just it's just hard to trust it and so it's like uh you know i and and like you said you know i'm not as high as you are right now but i was really high on them a couple weeks ago and i've just kind of let go of that string until I can see a little bit more consistency out of these guys. But like you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of new pieces there, second year quarterback, new head coach. Those things will work itself out. I I like what they've got going on. Uh, It's just this is part of the process when you're rebuilding a team. Uh, At 28, I've got the Raiders. I dropped them down one spot. I thought last week was going to be like rock bottom for them, but you know, I guess they can keep losing. And so, uh, you know, despite Devontae Adams just like totally balling out, they came up short and so I dropped them down one uh 29 I Devonte
1: Adams balled out
0: balled out in the first half. In the yeah, second well, half, good point. Good dusted and and yeah. he did he didn't do shit in the second half. Yeah, it was a pretty wild first half for him, but yeah, and then it just it it faded away. <laughs> Yeah, so 29, I got Pittsburgh. They were on bye, They didn't move. Uh, and then 30, I've got the Lions. So I moved them up one spot. You and I are in alignment on the Lions. And, yeah, I my note was that Rogers gave them that game. But it's a good point that you're making that um, the defense did capitalize on those opportunities, and that's important because historically they've not. And so, um, you know, that's great, but they're still near the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, back to you, man, for the dumpster fire. All right. Now, at 32, I have Green Bay,
1: because they lost the 30 I'm doing it in this order for a reason, because Indianapolis—it's really 31 and 31. Okay. Both teams, both teams are are playing as bad, and it's hard for me to decipher which one's worse. I think. I think Indianapolis might have a slight edge, and if it was any other week where the Lions beat somebody besides Green Bay and Green Bay won, Indy, Indy would beat in the dumpster fire. I looked up the stats for the game this past week. All right. At some point, I know – let me go back to my messaging. Because at some point, I swear Indianapolis did not have an entire first down. Okay. So 14 total plays in the in the game between the two teams – Combined yardage was negative seven yards. Um, At the end of the first quarter, there was 15 total offensive yards between the two teams. Jeez. Uh, In the first half, I said Carolina, I meant NDE when I ended up. 32 total yards in the first half. One first down, which was on a penalty. One first down in the first half, which was on a penalty. Total in the game, combined offense through 122 offensive plays. Combined between New England and Indy, 324 total yards.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like uh, one Patrick Mahomes game. (laughs) Yeah. Indy was 0
1: for 14 on third down. 0 for 14,
0: 121 total yards in the game. James it could have been a like a 2-3 3-nothing three, uh, three or just a 0-0 zero, zero tie that's how bad that offensive production was and somehow the patriots got like what fucking 21 points or some shit <laughs> yeah oh. and
1: and with that 121 total yards somehow somehow 20, Indianapolis held the ball points. for almost somehow Indianapolis had 30 to, time of possession of 30 minutes almost yeah it's so like indy sh- probably should be the dumpster fire but since green bay lost and i had green bay below indy i left it at 31 indy 32 green bay
0: i got you well they're both in there you know that's the way we've been doing it those those two bottom teams and so yeah for me sorry, i should have been the last team i got you yeah yeah, and so for me, I got Carolina and Houston, and so I dropped Carolina down one. Uh, I did like, kind of like what you were talking about, you know, Steve Wilkes, he's making moves, and he's doing it swiftly, and so I'm digging that. It's, he's showing his conviction, uh, he's showing that he he's basically wanting to shake it up, and that he's not afraid to take charge, uh, and you know, really, he's trying to show that he should be that head coach long term. I don't know that it's going to happen for him, uh, but I do like the actions that he's taking. Uh, that's you know that's what you want out of your leader is that a guy that's not going to hesitate. Hey, it's not working. We're making a move. We're not waiting. It's happening now. Um, you know, when a team's in desperation mode, anyhow, uh, you know, like I think the Colts and some of these other teams, they they had reason to be patient and they weren't. Um, but then at 32 with Houston. It's tough, man. I've told you a couple times that I've, I'd like to just move them out of the bottom because uh, Damian Pierce, all on his own, I think makes this team, uh, you know, fun to watch. I think he's a great player, uh, but they, you know, they still only have one win and they've got nothing else going on around them. And so, until they can get that other win, I got to keep them in the dumpster fire. It's just just the way I'm going to do it, man. Uh, Which okay, makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, man, are you uh, ready to move it on over to our Week 10 game picks? I sure am. All right, and so, you know, before I hand the mic over to you, let's just do our little recap. So season to date, James, uh, you're sitting at 74 wins, which is good for 55%. I am sitting at 79 wins, which is good for 59%. Uh, We both got nine wins this past week, and so, uh, we're, we're, you know, I know we're at week nine, going into week ten, but we're finally starting to, like, trend in the right direction. You know, like, I'm flirting with 60%, Mm -hmm. you're moving that way, Uh, the first month of the year was just a fucking train wreck for us, which, I mean, hey, rightfully so, everybody's calling it like the new preseason, and so, um, you know, I feel better about where we're going, and so... With all that being said, man, why don't you, uh, you know, lead us off here and walk us through some picks. All right. So first up, we have Thursday
1: night football at the Atlanta Falcons at Carolina. I was really surprised when I ran this, put this game in my model.
0: It came up with like a touchdown win by Carolina. Okay. Some of that may be I a little bit of home field advantage. No because I don't I looked in it I looked into it and I don't
1: have I have a very marginal home field advantage like it's like a half a point. Okay. So I I just, I don't know what what it is but and I looked in it and I could I can't really argue with, both teams are kind of you know they're around 500 they're playing mediocre football. Yeah. I, I I'm just going with it. I don't have that much conviction behind it, but at at like a touchdown, it's kind of hard to override the model.
0: Oh yeah, no, hey, I hear you, man. Um, and I, you know, I actually uh did override my model, and so mine has Carolina winning by two and a half. Uh, but I just like the narrative that much more for Atlanta. Uh, you know, like I talked about, I'm I'm really buying into their. Like dual threat in the running game and and you know Mariota just being like mm-hmm. a steady passer, uh, and so I'm gonna go with Atlanta even though it's on the road. Uh, in the model favored Carolina a little bit. I just I got to do the override on this one, man.
1: next next up we have Seattle at Tampa Bay. You now this one had uh, my model. This this one I did override my model on. It had Tampa Bay winning by. Three, oh, I'm sorry. Seattle versus Tampa Bay in Germany. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, because it's yeah on the schedule it says it's at Tampa Bay. You're, yeah, but it's good to note that. Yeah. So, so
1: when I when I looked at looked at it, and I think why my model favored Tampa Bay more was because of the of the distance that Seattle okay. has to travel versus Tampa Bay. Because even though Seattle last week played in um, Arizona, what would have been smart for them to do would be to, okay, so they're playing in Arizona, then find a place like on the East Coast to practice this week and then go to Germany. But they went home to Seattle and then actually today they were flying to Germany. And it's like some ridiculous number. Seattle flies way too, way too much, travels way too, goes way too far. But the thing of it is, is because they do have such long journeys, I think I overrode my model because it was, it was like three points. And I just like what I
0: see out of Seattle more than I do Tampa Bay. So I'm on Seattle. I got you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so, James, I'm going with Tampa Bay here. My model is showing Tampa Bay getting the win by 4, and that's adjusted for it being in Munich. Um, if it was actually in Tampa Bay, my model would have it at 7. Uh, and so there is a little bit of a tweak there for it being at a, sort of like an independent, you know, mutual kind of like home field advantage because they're both away. Um, the heat map is is in favor of Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, my pause is that the narrative definitely favors Seattle. And so, you know, like my gut's been telling me to do Seattle and just do the override. Uh, but I'm I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay this week. It's like, I don't know, man. I talked about it in the power rankings. I'm, I'm having a hard time letting go because they're such a talented team. And, um, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like I keep saying it, I'm sure. I'm going to give them one more week. I'm going to give him one more week, and so I'm, I'm giving him one more week here, and I'm taking Tampa Bay, man.
1: Next up, we have Minnesota at Buffalo. Um, this game actually hinges on Allen's elbow. Yeah. I was with, uh, until like I kind of heard, you know, say today, if Allen's not playing, I'm going to say this now. If it comes out Allen's not playing, I'm switching to Minnesota. Sure. Because, like I said, I, I don't even know who who Buffalo's backup quarterback is. Um, is it Nathan Peterman? Or
0: whoever? I, uh, do you yeah, know I don't who know. their backup is? For, for some reason, I wanted to the say fuckers. they picked up Davis Webb again, but, it, you know, that might not be right. You know, it might, it might be Davis Webb. You might be right.
1: Let me see. Buffalo yeah, check, Bills. Check it that out. That chart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be way it, off. It is. It is if, if the page loads, come on. Right, anyways, so,
0: so I'm just gonna. Yeah, you're you're giving me a a hinge bet, and so that's it's it's Case Keenum. Oh man. Yeah, how did I forget about him? I'm wondering, I don't know, does it show a He's QB3? Still... Who's their no. QB3? Okay, all right. Yeah, I no, don't know, no, maybe QB3. maybe Davis Webb's floating around on the practice squad or something, but no, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about Case Keenum still hanging out there. Uh, yeah, and, and so, James, I, um, I've i got Buffalo winning. Uh, I'm with you where if, if they don't play Allen, I might flip the pick, but I'm actually really tempted to keep it because even if I pull Allen out, my model still has Buffalo by a thread. And so, you know, I don't know if that's just because Buffalo's defense is so good and uh, I don't know but I, uh, so either way, I'm going to keep it at Buffalo, but yeah we'll talk on Sunday in case either one of us decides to flip this one.
1: Next up, we have the Lions at the Bears. On <laughs> narrative with the big win against Green Bay, where, yes, Aaron Rodgers game, but that that could lead to momentum for the Lions. And I think the Lions can be a stre- a streaky team at times. Um, my model has Chicago winning by five. And because it's five... I, I'm i not going to override the pick and I'm going to go with Chicago, but I really, I was itching to override this pick.
0: I gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, and so for me, I'm, I'm the other way, but I'm, I'm overriding my model, which has Detroit winning by three, and I just don't agree with it. I, I think the narrative heavily favors Chicago, even though Detroit's coming off the win. Uh, you know, Justin Fields has just been a little bit too exciting for me to bet against him against a bottom tier team and so uh, mm-hmm. I'll take Chicago here We have the Jaguars
1: at the Chiefs and it's you know I might go off on a tangent here I got I got to look look up do it to it man do it the to Jaguars it Jaguars schedule because because it's yeah. like every time I turn around it's like, oh, the Jaguars had a big game, and then they play, like, one of the best teams in the league the next yeah, week. Yeah, they got a brutal game. Oh, they game. have a big yeah. pretend... All right, so, okay. <sighs> so they, they, they destroyed the Colts. Then they had the Chargers, and they beat them pretty handily. Then they had to play the Eagles. Yeah. And then next up, you know, they had a couple teams. They had a decent – they had a good game against the Colts. They, they hung well with the Giants, hung with the Broncos. And, and now they just beat the Raiders, and now they play the Chiefs. It's like every time I turn around, it's like, oh, they could get momentum from that. Oh no, they're playing this team, like the Chargers. It kind of derailed that the next like five games for for Jacksonville. And my model has the Chiefs winning by ten. I think I think my model has a little bit of a low scoring game when I think it's going to be higher because like Mahomes can put up blink his eyes and score a touchdown. So, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm sticking with Kansas City. I can't Well, I like Jacksonville. I just can't pick them to beat the Chiefs. Who I was way out way wrong on for this year.
0: That's all good, man. Yeah, and so I I'm going Kansas City here. Uh my model, man, this is wild. It's got it at a 17-point spread. Probably one of the bigger ones we've seen in my model this year. Uh, But like you said, Mahomes can just totally torch a team, Uh, and when I look at my heat map, it is all green for Kansas City. Every category, uh, trenches, everything, they have the edge. And so, um, you know, hopefully Jacksonville plays solid and keeps it close and makes it a good game. It's not going to hurt my feelings if it's a close game, but, you know, the spread's way too fucking wild for me to obviously go against Kansas City.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, we have the Browns at the Dolphins. So, this
1: is, and this is an instance where, where my model and home field advantage, I basically took it out of the equation because my model had 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 the Browns winning by three. Okay. And yeah, you could say the Browns have have, have are they're coming off of were they on a bye last week? Was
0: it? Is that right? Uh no, they no played game. last week and beat Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. They played Cincinnati.
1: My eyes misaligned when I when I looked. Oh, I it's had, all good. I had the Browns on the bye. I had the, the Browns were on a bye. What?
0: It was the week yeah, before the they beat Cincinnati. A... Yeah. Holy cow. Um yeah, we You're both right. have them.
1: We both have them yeah. on a buy in our notes. So, anyways, yeah. so and that might be might be kind of kind of what's skewing my model towards the Browns is the coming off the buy. Um, I had to override my model though. I I don't think I don't think the way Miami is playing that they're going to lose to a team like the Browns. If Watson was playing, I can make the make more of an argument. But with Jacoby Brissett, I don't th- I can't see the Browns winning. I'm going to go
0: more on the narrative and pick, and override my model with and pick the Dolphins. I got you. Yeah, so my model's got the Dolphins and it's in Miami. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Dolphins. Uh, I I do think that yeah, with I guess Cleveland getting the win at Cincinnati and then having the bye week, that does help them going into this game. Uh, And if they play like they did against Cincinnati. I could see them winning this game because they just absolutely dominated in the trenches and they did it both ways. Uh, But they've not shown that they could do that at all this year, other than that one game. Uh, And so I'm sticking with Miami. I'm on their hype train. uh, And, uh, but I I think this, this has the makings of what could be a really good game because of all these factors we're talking about, James. Yeah.
1: I want to check something because if, I remember correctly. This It has the potential to be a trap game for the Browns. Trap. Like <laughs> Check of your the schedule. Like, I have... Yeah, I... Yeah, so the, the Browns play at Buffalo next week. Okay. And... The Dolphins where is it? play at the Texans, so or versus the Texans, home versus the Texans. So this could be could be one of those games where the Browns kind of. Well, it's hard to overlook Miami. They do have Buffalo, who's. I think even
0: though Buffalo lost, Buffalo lost to Miami. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably thinking, Hey, let's not get embarrassed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're probably looking at looking more at at Buffalo than Miami.
0: Yeah. Right? Possibly, and that's Brissett's last guess, game, right? <laughs> <laughs> or no, they got one more after that because of the bye. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so
1: last Watson game. Watson was
0: eleven game suspension. So yeah, he'll have he'll have one more after Buffalo.
1: Yeah. It, the first game for Watson is Houston,
0: at okay. Houston. Nice. <laughs> so they <laughs> oh, have Buffalo. first game at Houston. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Uh, they have Buff. They have Buffalo, then Tampa Bay. Okay. Anyways,
1: next up we have Houston at the New York Giants. I keep waiting to find the game where the New York Giants are going to turn back into a pumpkin. Yes. And each week, week in and week out, I'm not. <laughs> really seeing that game. Like I I thought the Seattle game could lead to it, but then they were able to they overcame the following week. and they were on a bye. The following last week they were on a bye. Seattle was two weeks ago. I think I think coming from the Seattle game and how they were embarrassed in Seattle, you could see the Giants take a step back, but Texas just aren't the team that, that is gonna be able to take the step forward if the Giants
0: take the step back. My model has it at 24-17, to 17, and I'm going to stick with the Giants. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I've got it as the Giants by two and a half, and in a lot of ways, they're very similar uh, roster-wise. They both have good running backs. Their quarterbacks are both fairly dicey. Um, You know, looking at their offensive line to the defensive front seven, they kind of have like equal matchups in some ways there. Uh, I think the difference maker in this game is going to be the coaching on defense by the Giants. Uh, You know, they got uh, Don, Wink, Martindale. Uh, He's had some pretty lights out games with his coaching this year, and I think that that's been a big part of their success, and so I'm sticking with the Giants in this one.
1: Next up, we have Saints at Pittsburgh. Going into the season, I would have picked this game differently. Uh, my model has it has a fairly decisive victory by Pittsburgh. I I can't find a reason at all to, to have any hope for the Saints unless Kamara goes off. And yeah. I don't see that happening against Pittsburgh,
0: so I'm going to stick with uh, Pittsburgh in the game. I got you. Yeah, and so I've got Pittsburgh by five in this one. Um, you know, it's. It, I think this one's a tricky game to pick, and I like uh, that Pittsburgh has moved over to Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, I think that every week he has the potential to get a little bit better and show some improvement. Um, and then coming off the bye week, it should make this week a good week for him. New Orleans... You know, it's just so hard to tell what you're going to get. Like you're saying, you know, could Kamara go off? Yeah, he could, and it could totally change this game. Will he? I doubt it because he's only done it once this year. And so uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh here. uh, But I, 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 you know, I feel like flipping a coin a little bit in this one, to be honest. But but I'm Mm -hmm. taking Pitt.
1: Next up we have Denver at the Titans. This is not the game that I thought this would happen in this week. This is my lowest scoring game of the week in my model. Okay. My model has Tennessee winning winning the game 10-7. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. <laughs> That's a low score game. <laughs> I know. And I can't
1: argue with – I can argue with the score. I don't think it's going to be that low scoring – but I can't argue with Tennessee being a better team. Uh, Denver is not very good. Yeah. Denver's not only not very good; their coach can't. I mean, I mean, shit. You could, you could put me in there, and I probably could, could coach a game better than. I'm, I'm not gonna say me. You could put you in there, and you probably could coach a better game than. Uh, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think you could throw a dirt at the playbook and coach a better game. Probably.
1: Um, I like Tennessee more. I, I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel can coach. I mean, we talk about it all the time how Vrabel gets his team to outplay his, their talent, I and mean, yeah. possibly. The reason why my model has this so low-scoring, and it just occurred to me, is I think my model assumed Willis was playing versus Tannehill. Okay. Um, so, I'm I'm on Tennessee. I think Tennessee's the clear favorite in this game. I don't see it as low-scoring as my model. I I see the 7th side for Denver. I don't see Denver holding Tennessee to 10 points.
0: No. No, I— Yeah, I'm I'm going with Tennessee here as well, and with how close they kept it with Kansas City, uh, I I would not want to bet against Tennessee right now. You know, Denver struggling defensively. Denver has locked it down quite a bit, but offensively they're just sucking dicks. And um, you know, Tennessee they they've been able to get it moving. I know their passing game is struggling, but Derrick Henry's been able to run, which just blows my mind that people aren't finding ways to stop him, but he's a force, and, uh, and yeah, Tennessee's defense has been pretty good too, and so I'm, I'm going with Tennessee.
1: Next we have the Colts and the Raiders, two real dumpster fire teams. I th- Going in, I thought this probably would be my lowest scoring game of the week, and it's not. It's actually tied for my second highest scoring game of the week. Whoa. At fifty point score total in this game. Um, both teams are a dumpster fire. I, I think this I think the Raiders are just slightly better. My model has has it as a, as a two point win twenty six to twenty-four in favor of Vegas and I'm gonna stick with that. Okay.
0: Yeah so I'm going with, with Vegas also. <clears throat> I um, I just can't Get behind Indy right now with everything going on. You know, uh, Ellinger at quarterback, Saturday as the coach, Parks Frazier as the offensive coordinator. I got to see what they can do before I'm gonna back them. And uh, you know, the Raiders, they've got the talent. They've just been not getting it done, which I put on McDaniel's. But uh, I, I trust them with Derek Carr, a seasoned quarterback. Over what we've got in Indy, and so that's where I'm going for this game. Next up, we have the Cowboys at the Packers.
1: The Mike, Marf- Mike McCarthy return, apparently okay. I, I, revenge. Yeah, because this this week a little bit came out about the Mike McCarthy firing with in Green Bay, where like they told him on a Sunday night and wouldn't let him address the team as he left. Which I okay. thought was odd. Yeah, um, this one too. This is this is tied for my second. This is the other game that's tied for second highest points of the week at 50. It's actually, ironically, the same score as the Raiders game, 26 to 24. I don't see Green Bay scoring 24 points in this game. I don't yeah. think it's possible for Green Bay to score 24 points in any game. Um, but I have I have Dallas winning. I don't think Green Bay has a shot in hell. Which which we'll get to it cuz we're we do the Thursday Thursday week I think this will be 6 in a row losses for Green Bay this week. I believe um, so, yeah. Which is which is amazing considering that Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. I'll, I'll double check that with while
0: you while you yeah, do your talk about your pick, but I think it is 6 in while a row. Well, I do my thing. All right, yeah. And So, uh, I'm going with Dallas as well. I think that um, their defense is just fucking lights out. They're coming off a bye week. And, um, yeah, I you know, my model has it as a seven and a half point spread for Dallas, which I think Dallas can win by way more than that. I think the model's just being a little bit tight because the game is in Green Bay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, my heat map, uh, it favors Dallas almost entirely from top to bottom. It actually gives the edge to uh, Green Bay's secondary, but Green Bay's secondary has not been playing up to their ratings on paper. And Dallas's mm-hmm. Green conversely. Green Bay's entire defense has not been playing up to their ratings on paper. Correct. And Dallas, conversely, has been way overperforming. And so uh, I'm, I'm Dallas all the way in this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the Cardinals at the Rams. Um, my model has the Rams winning, and pure
0: and simply, McVeigh doesn't lose to Arizona. <laughs> so now, what if Stafford's um, out? Do you change your pick? I will. I will have to look at it, but I believe, if I remember
1: correctly, last year the Rams beat Arizona with Stafford out.
0: Okay. Uh, in fact, I'm going to run it through my model and just see what it does here. So, if I take Stafford out, I, fuck, I mean, if I take Stafford out, I, st- I still have the Rams winning. So, uh, I'm taking the Rams, I guess, either way. Um, it's just tough, man. The Rams are so bad, and like a part of me says, well, Arizona boomer bust if they have a boomer of a game they could get it but but yeah like you're saying they they can never seem to get the win over the rams and i think i picked arizona over the rams earlier in the year and got bit by it so uh i'm gonna go with the rams here even though i don't really like either of these teams
1: yeah that's an understatement
0: just gotta pick one
1: sunday night we have sunday night football we have the Chargers at the 49ers. Um, I was really surprised by this, and I have to dive into this a little further. So this is subject to change because of what my model came up with. I, and I have the Chargers winning the game in my model. I wasn't... Without diving into it, like like Seattle and Miami, I overrode my model. I dove into it a little bit more, and I saw where... Where this was. I didn't have the time to look at this game a little bit further, but sure. I'm on the Chargers for now. I, I will let you know if if I decide to change it or if something happens on that, but I, just, I don't necessarily see the Chargers winning the game, but I have to figure out if there's something I'm missing before I go completely on 49ers, so I'm going to stick with the Chargers for now.
0: Okay, yeah, you got to dig in and see if you can find some kind of discrepancy. I get that. So uh, I'm going with the 49ers. I like that it's in San Francisco. Surprisingly, my model only has them winning by four and a half. With it even being in San Francisco, I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit higher of a spread. Uh, And part of that is because the Chargers still have a lot of injuries they're dealing with. The 49ers with McCaffrey, a lot of things just keep looking up for them. Uh, but either way, you know, I, I like the narrative for San Francisco. I like the home field advantage uh, and I like the roster better. And so I'm, I'm going with the 49ers.
1: Well, whether it was in San Francisco or Los Angeles, the 49ers would have been the home team anyway. So fans wise. Yeah, okay. All right, next up we have Monday Night Football. We have the Washington Commanders at the Eagles. An interesting fact about this game is, and I didn't realize it until earlier in the week, I heard uh, Lane Johnson, I think it is, it was, um, on the radio, offensive lineman for the Eagles, talking about the offensive defense. I can't remember who it was. Anyways, talking about how they played on Thursday last week and then this week they have they don't play again until Monday, so not only did they get the Thursday night mini buy, but they also get the ex- got the extra day there. Um, okay. Philadelphia is just rolling. I, I don't, I don't like Heineke's chances against that secondary the way that the way that secondary is playing the way that defensive the entire defense is playing in Philadelphia. I don't like Heineke's chances in this game. I'm. <laughs> I'm on the Eagles, um, very heavily on the Eagles. Uh, I have the Eagles winning by 10 points in my model and my models, I kind of designed my model to, to lean towards closer games, to be more conservative. Okay.
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm taking Philly here. I, I can't get off the Philly train. I mean, they just keep rolling, um, you know, I, I do think Heineke's brought some life to that Washington offense despite their, like, grossly just horrible offensive line play. Um, and, and I do like watching the running back, Brian Robinson. You know, he's not, like, lit it up on the ground like we've seen out of Damian Pierce and some of these other guys. But you can tell he's one of those grinders at running back. And with that offensive line being so weak, that is definitely helping bring a little bit of stability to that offense. Uh, But in either way, I I think that they're way outmatched here. I I think that, you know, it's a divisional game, and that makes it a little bit unpredictable. That can make it closer than what the model would suggest. Uh, But I'm still going Philly, man.
1: Uh, And then next Thursday, we have Tennessee – At Green Bay, and I looked it up with Green Bay, and they have current. They're on a current, current five-game losing streak, Um, with them losing to with us picking both picking them losing to Dallas. Assuming we get that correct, that's a six-game losing streak. On Thursday night, they play Tennessee. Um, I think that's going to be a seven-game losing streak, and I have something even worse for Green Bay. The week after. Tennessee, they play Philadelphia, so that's going to be an probably going to be an eight game (laughs) losing streak.
0: Oh, it would be nuts, James. It would be nuts.
1: And then they play at Chicago, who
0: is on the rise. Green Bay is on the decline. Let me let me (laughs) just ask you. All right, and and so, yeah, and I mean, hey, I'm going with Tennessee also. I think anybody would be crazy to, to take Green Bay with how bad they've been. And I, I didn't even run it through my model. I'm just, I can say with a high degree of confidence, it's Tennessee. Um, what happens with their camp situation if he retires? Let's just say they do this and they lose fucking nine games straight. And at the end of the year, he's just like, wow, it was such a disaster. I'm just going to fucking retire. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I got to believe that Green Bay is like wishing that that'll happen. (laughs) And then they can just like wash their hands of him and start over with like the best case possible. and I don't I don't know how that works how that changes it but obviously it's different if he's traded versus being released you know and so I would guess that it's even more favorable if he retires because some of that guaranteed money or whatever he doesn't get because he's not with the team anymore Take your time because I'm interested in finding out this answer. (laughs) Uh, While you're doing that, I will close this window down. Maybe boost my processing speed on my computer and up our frames per second. I would try to Google it, but I don't want to fuck my computer up. <laughs> this thing is—it's So it's going to be—it's going to be—it'll
1: be the same as the trade option. Okay. So it'd be because if I remember correctly, let me. There's actually article about it, so. Um, but I want to double. Check something real quick, but I'm pretty sure that according to this, next year the 2023 cap hit would be about slightly less than 16, 16 million for 2023. It'd be spread over 23 and 24. Um, Let me double. They get rid of him here.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I guess then if it's similar to the trade scenario, then their best case scenario is potentially to trade potentially him to- so they can get some picks in exchange, um, even though, you know, yeah, so they risk having to play against him depending on where he goes.
1: So, yeah, so so basically if he decided to retire, it'd be exactly the same as the trade scenario where if. If they kept him on on the roster after June first, it'd be fifteen point eight three million for twenty twenty three, and then twenty four million for twenty twenty four. Gotcha. If they, it's hard. It's hard to see uh, Rogers retiring because of the fact that he has a fifty eight million dollar. bonus
0: yeah he's he's not going to retire for 2020 for 2023 yeah and he's a cocky son of a bitch and whatever but i i just had to throw it out there because it's you know i don't know it's it's just a mess yeah
1: so if he if he retired it would actually for 2023 save them about 16 million dollars against the cap okay save them it would only cost him fifteen as opposed to his cap hit of thirty one gotcha, gotcha, okay
0: all right well hey that's that's fine. Let's move it on over here, James, and let's do our question of the week and um so for this one, you know, I'm asking this question because it's it's on the heels of the jets getting that upset win over Buffalo. I have seen a ton of articles and people posing this question and so I wanted to pose it to you and our viewers as well, is uh, do you think the Jets will find a way to win the AFC East? And so, um, you know, I think that in some ways it's, it's fine to be making this kind of like, you know, hype train get moving here because they did just beat Buffalo, uh, and you do have that unknown factor with, josh allen and his elbow uh but i'm you know i'm chalking it up to a bad day for josh allen and i i think that the elbow is going to be better i think that if this ends up being a tight race as the season goes on buffalo sean mcdermott these guys they'll find a way to clamp down and they'll find a way to to get the edge uh but with all that being said i'm still extremely impressed with the way the jets have been playing and I'm happy for them, it reminds me a lot of the Dolphins a few years ago with Brian Flores where you know, you and I talked a lot about how they were ahead of schedule in their rebuild, uh, and I think that that's what we're seeing with the Jets, but they're just not there yet. I think the Bills, if everything checks out with Allen in the Elbow, they're in a different kind of level, and they're in that, that prime Super Bowl window, which is completely different than the level that the Jets are at, um you know could they be like cincinnati-esque maybe i just don't see it with like that inconsistency at the quarterback position uh but they're moving in the right direction and so you know we see more zach wilson uh doing like what you said this past week you know like making plays when it counts at the end of the game yada 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 uh i'll start to get on that bandwagon but for right now i still gotta back the bills man what do you think, homie?
1: I'm gonna say it's not out of the question. and i'm not I'm gonna say it's not gonna happen, but it's not out of the question because scanning the remaining schedule for both teams, which is which is fairly which is very close to the same teams or basically the same records, um, except for Buffalo still has to play Cincinnati. Miami (laughs) has to play San Francisco. Okay. And New England still has to play Cincinnati and Minnesota. So I think the Jets, I think the hardest game outside of the division on the Jets schedule, they do still have to. And, uh, I, I missed I missed missed Seattle. So I was gonna say, oh, well, they have Minnesota, but they they have at Minnesota and at Seattle. While New England has at Minnesota, Cincinnati at home. Buffalo has um, Minnesota at home at Cincinnati and Miami has at San Francisco I'm going to say no it won't happen okay. if anything anything remaining on the schedule happens if it's not Buffalo it's either going probably going to either be Buffalo or Miami that wins the division gotcha. I I looked at all four teams in division because you have buffalo at six and two the jets at six and three miami at six and three and new england at five and four
0: yeah new so england that's why i you
1: know all four all four yeah, teams and i'm I glad think you miami did that the, probably
0: probably yeah, you know the
1: I, winner if it's not buffalo
0: i think uh yeah sorry to to keep talking at the same time as you. Uh, yeah, I think it was good that you looked at the Patriots too, because even though everybody's kinda of written them off, uh they have gotten like a sneaky good record compared to what you would think they would be at. And so it is a factor.
1: Yeah, your cat's getting fat.
0: My cat's getting fat? Way. Yeah, your Did... cat
1: just walked walked by in the in the background and it was like, like wow, it's a little chunky.
0: Oh, dude, don't be, don't be talking shit about Roxy James.
1: <sighs> yeah, my, 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 she's not my, fat. My she just
0: is... has a saggy pouch. Okay.
1: One of my cats is the same way, so I, okay. I get it. I just, I just like, wow. Like she's, <laughs> I mean, it's been years since I, I've, I've seen, seen her, but, but damn, she's gotten big.
0: Hey, you know what? She's got a good life. She's happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, this is true. Yeah, fat and happy. Fat and happy. Uh all right, cool. So um uh, that's question of the week. And uh yeah, you know, for anybody out there, much like name that stadium, we do want to get some takers. So please hit us up, shoot us some comments, tell us what you think. Uh James, you got any closing thoughts for tonight, man?
1: I don't think so. I think I had have- Oh, the one thing I wanted to say about the Jets meeting Buffalo, yes. is I think Sala Sala took the game plan last year, the week before the Jets Buffalo game, the second one I think it was. Um, the jet was when Buffalo lost to Jacksonville, and I think last year Sala tried to take that game plan from that Jacksonville used for stopping stopping Buffalo, but he didn't have the talent. And this year, I think he took that game plan. But since he had the, has the talent, he was able to do it. So I, I don't I don't necessarily 100% agree that it was just a bad game by Allen. I think that it was a combination of a bad game by Allen and having the right game plan against Allen.
0: Gotcha. It's an interesting observation. I like that. I you know, hey, you know me, man. I want to see Salah have success, and so that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, good stuff. Well, hey, man, we'll wrap it up. Like always, man, it was a good time. Uh, anybody who's still watching, we hope you like the show. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And so, uh, James, have a good night, bud. I'll catch you later.
1: That right, sounds good. Have a good. Great iron grinder. Hut hut hike.